and welcome back to the bookish besties we are co-hosts seher and taya and in today's episode we'll be talking about graphic novels and sort of talking about controversial topics in graphic novels and how they're viewed by society basically yeah and so as we mentioned before this layout's going to be a little bit different we're going to be focusing on many different books rather than just one and yeah so we're covering graphic novels and that goes from mouse to I don't know which other ones we're gonna get into, you know, The Watchmen, many, many different types. So, yeah. Yeah, in this episode, compared to the other episodes we've been having, we're planning for these to be a lot more conversation-based and less rigid, talking about a certain topic, and then moving on to the next one and next one. We'll just, like, talk about stuff, and hopefully we have a good conversation. I think it'll also be more fun that way, or at least for me and you and us. Hopefully. (laughs) We haven't done this before, so we'll see. Okay, so the first book that we both read is Mouse, yes? Yeah, we had to read this for our classes. Yeah, we each had different classes, so I think we focused on, like, different things almost. Did you have to do, like, some sort of essay or write-up on this? No, we didn't have to write anything. We had to make, like, a family zine where we uh, we made like a storybook with a family story in it. I made a story about my dad fighting a bear because the bear took his motorcycle helmet. This is very off topic, but that's what I did for my project <laughs> after reading Mouse. So yeah, that's it. So for my English class, we had to write like a little essay and mine was focusing on basically intergenerational trauma, but I focused on some other books as well, like Persepolis, the best we could do. But that was basically mine. It was a comparative essay it wasn't too much but yeah interesting should we talk about now what the book is about spark notes here we come okay i can help you too sorry we are like we're a little bit out of this because it has been a little bit <laughs> since we have recorded this yeah mouse is kind of an autobiographical comic or a graphic novel and it focuses on the author art spiegelman and his family specifically his father and his mother who survived the holocaust and unfortunately his oldest brother rishu did not and his mother later in life also killed herself but basically it's kind of his life or already talking to his dad and kind of his connection and starting to form those bonds with his dad which they didn't originally have because of his kind of unconventional childhood and growing up in that kind of post-war era and so through this he really got to know his father a lot better and just really talk to him about stuff that they never talked about before and he decided to make a graphic novel throughout this and I think it was really powerful and really moving and yeah. Yeah, so recently, I think this is a very recent thing that happened in the spring, but I'm gonna sneeze, okay. (laughs) I'm better now. Oh god. No, wait, it's coming back. Try pushing your tongue to the roof of your mouth. (laughs) Okay. Okay, okay, I was recently sick, so I've been sneezing a lot. So recently, Mouse in the Spring, it was banned in Tennessee in the school district there. Because it's a graphic novel, it essentially visualizes everything that Artie's father went through. He talks about his experience being in a concentration camp, and there's like scenes in the book where there's also gas chambers depicted. It's not even that they're like people either. One interesting thing about the book is that it's depicted with animals instead of humans. So like the Jews in this book, they're represented as mice. So essentially, they said that a bunch of naked mice were like too graphic, so then they banned it. Yeah, which I think, I mean, the book in itself is very graphic and i don't mean that in a graphic novel way it is (laughs) there are very intense scenes in there 
but I also feel like that makes it almost more moving because you have that visual representation as well. And especially because this is like a World War II book, I, I feel like that's kind of offensive to Artie and his journey and everything that goes along with that and his dad's story just because there was some quote-unquote nudity or whatever for mice in gas chambers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it seems very insensitive for them to ban that. The thing is, it's like kind of the way that it's like painted out to be like, oh, there's these nude mice. It like kind of makes it seem like it's a provocative thing, but it's like a piece of history and their gas chambers. If if your issue is the nudity, then there's other books to get mad at, not this like piece of like history that's talking about World War II and concentration camps. And there's also like the internet. If you find mice depicting Jewish prisoners in the Holocaust in gas chambers, if you think that that is offensive and you want to take that out of schools where people can learn about that, that's that's my kind of problem with that is that this is like a learning environment and we're deciding what we can censor and what we can't censor and your opinion gets thrown in there when is it? Is your opinion valid in this? Like, hmm, interesting. One of the reasons why this is so specific to Mouse is because Mouse is a graphic novel and the reason it's banned is sort of because it's visualizing these things. It causes it to be more graphic for some reason than it already is, if that makes sense. Well, it doesn't make it more, but just because it visualizes it, then that's excuse for it to be banned, I think. No, that makes sense. I think also because a lot of graphic novels have drawings in them because they're graphic novels, a lot of people think that it caters towards kids and a younger audience. So there's a lot of like preconceived notions about that, that they aren't like real books or that they cover like more immature topics. They're less impactful or important or meaningful or whatever. And I feel like all of those things are so harmful to the, I guess, genre as a whole, because there are so many deep topics that this can cover and a prime example of this is mouse because i wouldn't say oh a six-year-old should read mouse i feel like it is anyone can read this an adult can read this we read this as teenagers in high school and i would say if i read that any younger it would be it would be a very heavy topic for me and i don't know if i'd want to read that any younger than i did especially when you get into like grade school you know that's you know you're quite young but i feel like that's one thing about Mouse is it's such a unique book, you know? Yeah, I think just the format of how the book is written is very interesting because it is a graphic novel talking about very serious topics. And like Teo was saying, like graphic novels are not really, um, they're not really taken seriously. You don't think about graphic novels and think about, oh yeah, they're going to be talking about the Holocaust because they're very much like associated with just like, you know, being a kid or your childhood or something because many of the books that children read are graphic novels or picture books and stuff like that so there's this like less complicated and nuanced feeling that comes with reading a graphic novel when that isn't a case because a graphic novel is just another format of writing a book and you can write whatever you want in any format you want have you read amulet no really do you not remember like i i read babysitter club <laughs> Okay, so there are like, I remember in elementary school, like when all these books were introduced to me, I was like, whoa, graphic novels. And I, I could fly through those pretty easily. And I really like those. So I think there are, there is kind of a, a sub genre of graphic novels where it is for kids and it does cater for kids. Or like when stars are scattered, that's obviously meant more towards um, a younger audience. But then at the same time, there are some epic, super deep, super complex graphic novels like the Watchmen, that is 
an amazing book and you know things like that if anyone's read the prince valiant series i don't know how many books those are it took place like years it took years for this person to make this this series so just things like that and i think that even though i would say i really like the kids genre of this because it is very nice it's a good introduction for young people to like start reading and being like interested in these plots but it also it almost overshadows the larger aspect of the genre when we think about graphic novels even the books that Taya was sort of just recalling those are like from your childhood like you read them when you're younger right unless graphic novels aren't really your niche growing up because there are like plenty of comic books or like mangas or whatever that people read uh, they're not graphic novels but they're sort of in the picture format i think many times like a lot of books that are made for children are in like a picture form so just people in general going throughout their life the majority of graphic novels if they're not like purposely coming across them they're just being read in their childhood for this episode though taya was recommending a bunch of graphic novels to read that cover like sort of more heavy topics and those were really good so did you i i don't know some of the visuals they make it almost deeper and i know some people don't like it as much because they want to use their own imagination i don't know sometimes the art style i'm just like like it's it's phenomenal no hate like you know some people are like oh i like all music except country you know okay <laughs> don't hate the game okay love everything love everyone <laughs> this is totally not about Taya liking country <laughs> love this okay no because <laughs> and her trying to diss me for it <laughs> this is not about that okay no but i feel like almost graphic novels gets that same thing it's like well it's not really real reading it is you're reading with your eyes, you're reading words. Stop being so picky just because you're not reading a, a novel. That is definitely my mom when it comes to animes. My mom, she'll like watch anything that has like real people in it. But then like I try to recommend her stuff like Attack on Titan, which is like really good. And then she's like, no, those are cartoons for children. And I'm like, I, no child should be watching this. <laughs> AOT? No. I was surprised. I need to finish that we won't talk about that right now but i was so surprised when i saw aot for the first time i saw i was like watching it with you or something and i was like why are you recommending this this is this is horrible because I, <laughs> I literally thought it was for kids like i'm not kidding you're like no it's not i just thought it was like the content meanwhile the first the opening scene to that <laughs> definitely not for kids definitely not for kids Talking about just like anime, how that's received by people, like my mom, and then talking about graphic novels. Why is it that like just like drawings and pictures are just generally not taken as seriously? Why are people such haters? Exactly. It's one of the first things you learn as children, right, is to look at pictures. And I think that they kind of associate photos and pictures with youth and younger people. And then immediately when you can start forming sentences and reading words and etc you can actually start reading a book they think that that's more challenging so all of a sudden when there's people who are choosing to read books with photos or drawings or graphic novels whatever then people are like well they're not trying hard enough or something like that because they're quote-unquote better because they can read something that's more challenging in their eyes which i don't think it is more challenging but if it makes you happy like i have a friend who's reading so much manga right now and she's just loving it Maybe this is definitely a reach, but just like kids just not being taken that seriously just because it's just associated with being younger. When you carry on to being older and turning into an adult, those are things like drawings and manga and graphic novels and anime or whatever. Even though there's plenty of older people that indulge in it, if you only indulged in these things when you were a child, you associated with being a child and then you're kind of just like, but why are people still interested in this? It's, it's really just 
just a format to carry messages out. And you know, we can just talk about Mouse. You know, there's obviously purpose that came with having the story about his father and you know, Artie's life growing up. Like why was it in a graphic novel and not just written out word for word? Because he could have definitely done that too. Especially with graphic novels, you know, it's not realistic art that we're seeing. We're seeing a kind of stylized art. And I think that there's a reason for that. I actually have a quote and I'd like to read it. It's in Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud. And it says, by stripping down an image to its essential meaning, an artist can amplify that meaning in a way that realistic art can't. And I feel like that's on page 30, if anyone really cares. But I feel like that this is an art form and you can get so much out of it, you know, with mouse, with any of these books, you can get so much more out of just the art itself because what is chosen to be shown and what is chosen not to be shown, they have a reason for that. I feel like that was a really good example of talking about graphic novels and how they are so important. Okay, so there's a, this specific scene in Mouse and I remember it because my teacher was discussing it and we we're kind of just talking about like why uh, Art Spiegelman was using a graphic novel to like tell this story and there's this one scene where during the Holocaust when Artie's father and his mother were still like in Europe, they were like on the run and they were going into hiding. It shows the two of them on a walkway but this walkway it like has like different paths and if you like look at the walkway it looks like a swastika. This isn't something that's discussed in the novel. It's not like put into words like, oh, no matter like what direction they went into, they'd still get into trouble and this would be really bad for them because all these paths are going to lead them into bad directions no matter where they go. But that's something that's visualized and for the reader to interpret. I mean, you can read something and it can like have wording that pulls some emotion out of you and you're like, wow, and that persuades a message to you. <laughs> Rhetorical devices. <laughs> But, you know, that can also happen with graphic novels and that's what makes them an important format and something that should be taken seriously because just as normal writing, I guess, normal writing as in chapter books, whatever, they can also persuade messages as is done in mouse. Yeah, I think there's so many examples of just as what you were talking about of looking in the photos and seeing what it actually tries to portray. And I remember like we would reread chapters in our class and I remember like coming back and seeing examples like that and being like, oh, that is true and stuff that I missed because I honestly sped through this book and not to be like, I loved it. That's why, because I was reading it and I was just so absorbed that I just, I read the whole thing and then I was like, oh, I have to go back and talk about it. So just things like that. And I feel like it almost uses a different part of your brain and they're both really good mediums and I love them all. Yeah, now that you like bring that up, it's not like when you're reading like a chapter book or something, you don't have to like pause and then look at the details of all the words to like understand or get a deeper meaning. You just read it and then you take it in and then you move on to the next sentence. But with something like a graphic novel, it's like a picture and you don't only have to take time to read whatever's on the page, but you also have to take time to like understand what's going on in the picture, to see the deeper meanings. Just in general, with graphic novels, you don't need that many words to portray what's going on in this particular scene because there's a picture for it. So it sort of uses a different part of your brain where you have to analyze something instead of just taking something in as face value. I think. 
Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more analysis and you almost kind of need to learn to read it because if you're just used to reading books with all words, all of a sudden there's photos, pictures, drawings, I don't know what to do. So like you have to look at them, you have to analyze them. Another example of this is in Watchmen in the beginning with this one man, not gonna spoil it too much, but this one man that's just throughout the book. And I remember my teacher being like, pay attention to this person and me being like, why? It's just a background character. It was not. It also really helps that if you read graphic novels, you really kind of have to absorb it. I feel like there's a lot that you'll miss anyway too, or at least for me, because a lot of the graphic novels that we've read, we've read at school or talking to each other. So we can be like, oh, did you get this part? Did you see this? And I feel like it's really nice to like think back on things and realizing, oh, I missed this, oh, I missed this, but then being like, whoa, that actually makes sense. And that adds to the plot and the story and the meaning and all that. Generally with my teacher, this is a book that he's been teaching for years. So just on my own reading it, I didn't like pick up on like whatever I was talking about or I didn't really think about it because I'm just like, oh yeah, they're just walking. But because he is someone that's analyzed and read this book multiple times, he can point this out, which you don't really see on your own. So it's definitely a skill that you have to develop or just constantly read, read a book every year. <laughs> and then maybe you'll get the hang of it. That's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. I also want to say that graphic novels, the one thing I really like about them is that they can be interpreted by pretty much everyone regardless of language. I mean, besides like the small text, you know, if you can get that either translated or whatever and you can kind of understand the text, it's so user-friendly almost. I mean, if you have the ability to read and you have the ability to see, I feel like pretty much anyone can read a graphic novel. And so I feel like it kind of caters towards a lot more people that may have difficulty reading like a chapter book. So I feel like that's also very nice because it's very accessible to a lot of people. That's also true just for people that speak different languages, even if you don't speak the same language, you still see the pictures which don't have to be interpreted based on the language you speak. So that doesn't really change across people in the same way when you read a book, there may be like a sentence that's like written in the language that the book was written in, but then you change it to another language and it like changes the meaning in a sense because you can't directly translate everything in the same detail because all languages are different. So that's something that's also nice about graphic novels. Yeah, which is kind of almost funny because it doesn't lose meaning. And I think that's why it's so successful and that's why people still read it because it's not a dumbed down version. You get almost as much as a book with a ton of words. I mean, they are different, yes, but I feel like they're among the same realm. Like they're there to convey a story. I feel like we covered a lot. How do you feel about that? I don't know, I think this has come pretty smoothly for like recording in like nine months. <laughs> so essentially what we're trying to get at is Graphic novels, they're unique and the way that they convey stories is different from how a word-for-word -word book does it, but it is still very important as it conveys a story in a certain way and it adds value to society still. <laughs> okay, Taya, please take over. <laughs> yes. I think it adds a lot of value and I think that it is still very important because it is so accessible and I feel like anyone truly can read this and I feel like with word books that can be a little bit more exclusive so immediately when you kind of broaden up a genre like this it can be for kids it can be for adults literally any subgenre within this I don't even know if you call this a genre it can cover any topic that's the thing it's like possibilities are endless when is a graphic novel cooking book gonna come out <laughs> actually that'd be that'd be fun actually graphic novel self-help book you know I'm out here creating ideas writers get on this and just because children read graphic novels doesn't mean that graphic novels can't cover mature topics. And like, honestly, who doesn't love graphic Like, they're so fun to read. They are. And to like look at and to enjoy. I know it's been a minute and I don't know how we're going to add this into our future episodes, but what, what would, would you, you do? do?
Okay, what would you do if someone was discrediting the book you were reading because it was a graphic novel? I'd feel bad for them because it's a good book. I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a them problem, to be honest. I I don't feel like I'm being very proactive about this, <laughs> but I try to be like, no, graphic novels are cool. Yeah, they're missing out, man. You can stick to your boring books, and then I I'll just go ahead and insult whatever they read, <laughs> and then the conversation's over. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Very sad about the what would you do. That was the best we could do this episode. I'm sorry, guys. We're giving you crumbs, but we're gonna have to live off of it. Separate. Separate now. We're addressing the people and our podcast. So just a little recap. I know this is probably the first episode that has dropped along with our rebranding episode. Hopefully this is more interesting. I don't know if this is more interesting. Hopefully it is. But yeah, we really just wanted to kind of check in. But yeah, now it's summer. So we're like a lot more free. Hopefully like this is my overall plan and I like to set goals and post them because maybe then I'll follow them and let y'all know. But my goal is to be posting during the school year. I have no idea how that's going to happen. Do I need sleep? No, I don't need sleep. Yeah, it was just, oh my god, it was so fun coming back to the podcast. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it brings back such good memories. The recording's fun, and then you remember that you have to edit afterwards, and then you're like, why? Why am I doing this? But that's not your guys' problem. <laughs> yeah, and we're also gonna try and get more lax on our editing, and not be, like, complete trash, but we were, like, hyper-editing. Editing out breaths. I'm sorry. You hear me breathe? <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's like breathe just to show them. Yeah, there. We've changed. We've developed. We've changed. <laughs> we are different. We're not like other girls. We breathe. Not like other podcasters. Wow, we breathe. We breathe. Shocking. We're still gonna edit out all our breaths. <laughs> Except for that one for dramatic effect. And like pauses, likes, like we were editing out everything. It was a lot. So I feel like we're gonna try and be more calm and be more like, is this beneficial to the podcast? Does anyone care? Anyway, well, have fun guys. All right, bye guys. Have a good day. All right, bye. bye.